Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. and welcome to episode 15 of the Arcane Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a group of content creators a microphone and a small audience. I'm Jeremy and with me to help deliver in the shenanigans is my good friend Jesse. Jesse, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. I just realized how old I'm getting this week. How are you doing yourself, Jeremy? The same thing, man. I think I hurt my back, you know, for the first time ever. And I'm like, is this what getting old feels like? Because I'm... Get the walker. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, like even earlier, I was sat down to play some video games. I was like, my back hurts too much to even play video games. It's just, it's weird. I guess it's life, you know. Speaking of uh, being old, I finally watched uh, the Mal, the Mal, oh, I gotta say it now, the Maldorian, the Mal, Maldorian, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. That's right, yes. the food processor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that show is amazing. Yeah, without too many spoilers, I think the show's fantastic. I think the Mandalorian himself is awesome. I think the people around him are awesome. I think the music is so good. And it's, to me, it's such, it's it's a modern Western. And I think it it's fantastic. It's it so good. I can't wait for more. I just watched the third episode last night. So I'm really excited. I just watched it this morning. So I'm pretty much caught up. And yes, I agree. I want more. Don't you like that, though? A lot of people have been kind of giving it some hate that why didn't they just, you know, drop all of the episodes? But you know what? I can say, yeah, I got caught up in a few days instead of yeah. a few weeks. You know, they're not like hour long episodes, which is nice. They're like yes. 40 minute episodes like, oh, I can watch this whenever. Oh, I'm yeah. done. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, you can catch up. You don't have to spend an entire Saturday catching up. You it's know, just, oh, it's just super nerds want to be super nerdy right away and binge watch it all in one day. <laughs> just I'm, like we do with Stranger Things and all these are Netflix shows. No, no. Welcome to old school TV. We had to digest it once a week. That's right. I like it. I, I like the way they're doing it. But anyway, no, I think the show is fantastic. And it's actually encouraged me to watch a lot of the other series. I, I, I got through the first two seasons of Clone Wars in the past oh, couple nice. of weeks. Um, so that's been pretty cool. So, you know, I'm, I'm really liking it. I, I'm, re- I, I'm excited to see what else they have in store for us. I'm just enjoying all the Baby Yoda memes because God bless the meme nation out there. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of really cool memes um, go from the whole, from the whole show. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. But be careful if you're watching the memes because there's quite a few spoilers going out there uh, if you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it, take three hours out of your day if you have Disney Plus or access to Disney Plus and check it out. 
or find someone with access to Disney Plus and leech off them because. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> free hookup, man. Or just man. invite them over and y'all have some food and and you know. What do you mean invite over? No, you don't invite them over. You just go over there. You somehow get their password. Like I got the key, and you walk the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a boss in a in a video game level. You have to go yeah. get their password out of them and log in information, and then you stealth mission it. You hide behind a couch treasure. somewhere, you know, <laughs> and watch you them wait type like it in six hours. <laughs> yeah, so that's been really big in the news this week, and actually for the past couple weeks. And speaking of news, every week we like to take a look at the news going on in our video game world with Jesse. So now it's time for some arcade raider news. The AR news, guys. Let's take a look at the news this week. Well, guys, it's time for the Game Awards. Now, those of you that don't know, this is comprised of 80 media influencers influencing the votes, such as PC Gamer, Polygon, Watch Good Games, and many others. Also, hey, us normal people get a choice in the votes. Looks like this year, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, and Sakurai got a lot of nods this year, but let's look at each uh, few of the categories. For Game of the Year, we have Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sakurai's Devil Shadows Die Twice, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and The Other Worlds. For any Game of the Year, we got Disco Asylum, Grease, My Friend Pedro, Outer Wilds, I was going to say Outer Worlds there, my bad, sorry, Slay the Spire, and Untitled Goose Game. And for RPG of the Year, Disco Asylum, Final Fantasy XIV, Kingdom Hearts 3, Monster Hunter Worlds, Iceborne, and The Other Worlds. The awards will be December 12th, so prepare for us to um, cover our thoughts and opinions about that show. But, yeah, um, can, I, can I say one thing? Can I say one for the nominees this year? You can say several things, Jesse. Why I, the I'm, freak I'm is goddamn Death Strain on there? Why? <laughs> Why is the walking sim of carrying many bags up the flight of stairs on that list? People like the game, man. It's It's gotten so... People like it, and... It's a big game from a big director and from a, you know, a, a great mm-hmm. studio that, or an up and coming studio, if you think about it, not really up and coming, but newer studio with, you know, with Kojima Productions or whatever it's called. Um, but I, people like the Death Stranding. It's actually nominated in several different categories, not just the one for game of the year, but yeah. And, and from what I understand, it got in and under the time as well too, like by a few weeks or something like that, from what I understand is it got in just a few weeks right before the cutoff date. So, yeah. And just looking over his list, like there's some good nods here overall, like Outer Worlds. I was surprised that got on the list a few times. Yeah. And Outer it's a Worlds great, is, yeah. a great game. Yeah, game of the year and RPG of the year, actually. So I am, I am thinking it's going to be RPG of the year, I think for sure. Um, but I really think that Death Stranding will probably get the game of the year and potentially art direction maybe i don't know but um it'll probably i assume it'll probably win two or three different awards this year yeah it's gonna win quite a few we know it is because kojima's been lurking around the game awards a few times yeah And, and there's a there's a big question with that too is you know seeing how good of friends he is with the person that puts this on um, there's, I, I noticed that was a little thing this week, but I really, I mean, it's this is these are nominated by a whole voting jury across the world, you know, not just 
you know, press and journalism yeah. people here in, you know, the U.S., this is nominated from all over, you know, South America, Africa, you know, everywhere around the world. There's there's all kinds of nominating groups here and entities here. And so I, I, I want to just be, I mean, I probably say this now, but I probably regret it. I would love to be part of the teams that evaluate all those games, you know, and have your little rubrics and stuff you go through. I think that'd be fantastic to be able to do something like that. Well, the guy that runs it, uh, Jeff Keeley, uh, former host yeah. of G4 and stuff like that. Yeah. And his advisory board, I'm looking at the advisory board now, like you got uh, President of Activision, President of AMD, uh, yeah. Chief CEO of EA, uh, Stadia person, uh, I feel bad for him. And yeah. then Phil Spencer and Hidei Kokijima. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of good folks there. Um, Laura Meal, she's also fantastic. Yeah. She's, she's uh, Doug Bowser. <laughs> uh, Doug Bowser's there. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people there. Even uh, the guy from Tencent too. I mean, they all have it going on. Like they, they do. They know. You know, a lot of this stuff. So I'm pretty excited to see. You know, kind of what what happens with this game awards. I think Jeff Keeley he deserves a lot of praise for the game awards. Number one, he's fantastic. He, he's a really good journalist. He knows how to put on a good show, and I'm glad that he does this. You know, because mm-hmm. he makes it big. You know, this is his yeah. passion. Video games are his passion. And this awards is his is his baby, you know. It's his passion, and I think it's so amazing that he goes all out to spotlight video games and how great video games are uh, once a year at least. And I really appreciate all that kind of watching, and I just think it's so good. I, everything here is stacked. I think this is an awkward year with a lot of these nominees. You know, next year, of course, we're going to have Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, The Last Pokemon. of Us 2. A lot more Pokemon uh, and Star Wars. Oh, yes. boy. Or even, um, or even um, Animal Crossing is going to be out there, you know, next year. Yeah, I'll be so, honest, that's not going to win any awards. That it, might it, win Family Game of the Year, but it, it won't win. It, it, if it does, I'll be, I'll be shocked. But it's a big because, game. It's a very popular game. But Pokemon game. came out this year, so that's going to be the next year's thing. So, yeah, that's going to so knock out Animal Crossing. Yeah. I looked into that, why Pokemon, Sword and Shield, and why Jedi Fallen, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was not nominated. And the mm-hmm. reasoning is, is because there is a cutoff date for there review is. copies. And it's a while back. It's not just a few weeks ago. It's, it's several months ago. Um, you know, people that have been playing, that got to review these games have been playing... You know, that game several months in advance of the release. So, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, you know, I think it's going to be drowned out next year. I- I'm telling you, Cyberpunk, Last of Us 2, if it comes out next year, and then, of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake, is just going to drown out anything. It will. Which it is will, kind of unfair, definitely. because I think, you know, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I think it deserves a nomination for something in there. Action Adventure Game, maybe, or, you know, even Adventure Game, or... You know, I see it going up narrative. Narrative definitely for Star Wars. I year. thought it was a great story. I yeah. I'm a huge Star Wars fan and it connected some dots and there were some Easter eggs in there and there were some characters in there that are new and characters that you might recognize. And it was just a great way to showcase what respawn can do. And I think we have found a winner for who gets to develop Star Wars games. But anyway, I'm going to talk more about Jedi Fallen Order here in a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Fallen Order. Trust me. Trust but me. the we Game Awards, I'm excited. I, I'm going out of worlds all the way for everything they um, do. But I'm going to be playing over the next couple weeks. I'm going to be playing a couple of those other games. Like Disco Elysium, I really want to check out. I want to try it out too. I was like, well, I never heard this game. I got to try yeah. it now. Yeah. So I've had my eyes on it since uh, beta. 
And um, I have not get it mainly because, you know, a lot of, you know, we're streamers. So a lot of the times, you know, we stream the games we play and I watched people try to stream that game and it's a lot of reading because there's not much narration. So if you want to play that game, I have been told it is hard to stream it, but it is an amazing game. They say the narrative is super good. The storyline is good. It's an RPG that lasts you about 20 hours. So that to me is... That's a huge plus for me, um, but it, it's just a kind of a weird, different story in which you can, you know, experience whatever, however you want to act or whatever decisions you make. So I might just go ahead and get it and try to play it, uh, but I don't know if I'll be able to stream it. I uh, can I just say one family's holding a word thing. What the yeah. frick is Fortnite on there? Why is it or isn't it? Is it? It's, it's still in beta. It's still in beta. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're a big Fortnite fan. Why is it still in there? It's still in beta, yo. Did it win last year or something? Was it last year? If it won last year, I'll be shocked. That, did it win? I thought it was nominated. I, I know no, it was nominated. no, no. Um, it was um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. That's right. That won a lot of stuff last year. Same as God of War. Yeah, yeah. God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2. It was it was those. Um, yeah, it was those. Ninja, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, God of War got Game of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. But it was nominated. Fortnite got best ongoing game, which yeah, it's going to be ongoing forever because it's still in early access, right? I mean, they're still like patching the hell out of that game and also like <laughs> tweaking everything to make the game new every time you play it. It's like yeah. I don't remember guns not working. What the hell? Must be a Fortnite patch. <laughs> it was so. It was just so weird, but yeah. Oh no, I'm excited. I'll be I'm watching it. Too. I'll probably be watching it live. You know, the twelfth. Same, same, same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go on to our next story. Man, Pokemon is great. And I'm not saying that from someone that plays a way Pokemon. Uh, let's say it's 24 hours so far. Um, now, we know that Pokemon is a weakness chart, and we know how it rolls out. Grass beats water, water beats fire, uh, but there's a secret one we just discovered. Pokemon Sword and Shield is super effective against Roku's. But Jesse, lovely scamp, you might be saying to yourself, how? Well... I'll explain how through the miracles of science, I guess. So, when Pokemon is playing, it will look for any kind of nearby devices that also play Pokemon. So, a Switch versus Switch. So, you can automatically hook up your buddies online. Roku is the same, but is looking for updates. So, the Roku and the Switch are on the same network band, like, like, with the megahertz there, but... So the Roku will try to download something. If anything has an update, it tries to install it, and then poof, gets shut down. Roku wow. did issue a hot fix and nerfed the power of the Pokemon, but I want to see the power of the Pokemon last a little longer because I want to see these, these Rokus go down constantly. So yeah, <laughs> Pokemon is super effective. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that. Like I, this is my first time hearing about this when I read the article. I was like, well, that's kind of weird that. It's causing Roku devices to shut down. Like, how are those? Oh, I see what it says. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on two. the same, like, yeah. Yeah, and this is from Polygon, from um, uh, Ryan Gilliam. Uh, yeah, in an incredible fluke, these two devices appear to send and receive data packets via the same port. <laughs> when Pokemon yes. sends data out and the Roku accepts accidentally intercepts it it causes the streaming device to get confused and shut down that is awesome out of like forty thousand, how i don't even know how many ports there are 
Um, there, I forget the total number. A bunch of my IT people will probably, you know, correct me on this. Um, but uh, it's there's something like fifty thousand or something like that. So out of all of those ports, yes. <laughs> uh, actually, there's um, zero to sixty-five thousand five hundred thirty-five port numbers. And out of all those port numbers, this game somehow triggers that port when it talks, when it sends packets back and forth. I think it's fantastic. I, I was reading this story, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I, so I was like reading it carefully, like, Pokemon kills Roku. It's like, okay. So, I probably <laughs> killed my neighbor's Roku like 500 times because I was playing Pokemon, but... Yeah. I mean, GG, sorry Roku. Switch wins. All right. Yeah. Well, Roku did uh, issue a patch, though. So I just want to know. I I, I don't want to know why they didn't like you know like go from servers but from one to another. I thought that was so weird. Like, why are they fishing from another Roku and not going from online? You know, I I don't understand that. That's me. Yeah. No. I I get you. I get you. It, it's it's just a weird thing. It's it's a very odd coincidence like something that's not that doesn't just doesn't happen so or does it was this Nintendo's master it? plan all along huh are they gonna release their own streaming service thing like the little Roku box but a little Nintendo box that plays Hulu oh, wait that's Switch never mind um so maybe hey, maybe maybe, maybe, well, maybe uh, who knows you know I don't know we'll see next year at E3 <laughs> <laughs> or 2025 or something like that you know maybe I don't know Switch Light 2 XL Extreme. Extreme, extreme, extreme. With flames uh, in the background. Yeah. Oh, you need flames. They may go faster. You know that. Uh, but we got one more story this week, guys. Oh, man, we just joined the stadia. I know I am. <laughs> Jokes. Uh, with everyone now getting the streaming service, we got to wonder who's going to follow. Well, we know that Xbox is creating their own and PS4 working their own and so on and so forth. Well, Mega House Amazon says, "Pick me, 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 me. I want to be the jackass." So, rumors has it, according to CNET, that we'll be seeing Amazon try to look at making the Stadia version of it. Well, all this work better with the fact they have Twitch behind them and they kind of know a thing or two about streaming services versus what we see now with Stadia. Yeah. Um, this article is brought to you by PC Gamer and Fraser Brown. So, would you f mess with the Amazon Stadia? <laughs> I like how you call it Amazon Stadia. <laughs> I, I, I might as well call it the Amazon Stadia because everybody's going to have a Stadia. Microsoft's going to have a Stadia. It's and like Oprah, and you've got a Stadia, and you've got a Stadia. Uh, you know my, you know my opinion on the whole Stadia things. I don't like it. I think there's a lot of flaws with it. Um, it's something that I, you know, I started to look at this week and stop myself going, no, don't eat. I'm not even going to waste my time. Number one, to even deal with something that was put in early access, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not even going to look at it. Amazon again. Amazon's just got, it's like these people. Hey, we've got money. So let's just throw it around and let's see if it works. It doesn't work, which is cool because a lot of businesses do that. They invest in things like that. But man, I, I'm telling you, I'm barely gonna play. I will probably barely use you know the Xbox service. Uh, it's uh, uh what's it called? Um, uh, XCloud. 
xCloud, yeah, yeah. I'm probably not even going to use that because I still prefer, you know, owning my own games somehow, whether it's digital or whether it's, you know, I, I, I guess I just don't, again, see the importance of being able to play Red Dead Redemption 2 on a phone that's the size of a credit card. Like, I just don't see it. And I don't want to play Red Dead 2 on a Chromecast or, you know, things like that. Like, I just want to play my games on my console or my PC. And if I want to take something with me, I've got my Switch. Exactly. It, it just seems extravagant at, 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 on my end. And I know that's a that's a opinion of mine, and I, whatever. But I just, it doesn't excite me. Amazon does not excite me one bit Unless they were to say something like, hey, if you sign up for our service, you always get like 25% off the hard disk if you wanted to purchase the game. Which now totally messed that. Which, if that's the case, then I'm like, huh. Or if they just add it on, you know, your... Or if Amazon just made it like they do with their Amazon Prime, where, you know, you get Twitch Prime, Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. If they did like a gaming Prime... Where instead of it being you know one hundred twenty dollars a year, it's one hundred and fifty dollars a year, and you got these perks. I would I would probably take a second look at it. But even their Prime subscription is getting too expensive to me. At, at it's fixed to be too expensive for me. I don't have Prime anymore because I know if I have Prime, I'm gonna buy some useless shit. Yeah, and I think and I'm gonna get rid of Prime pretty soon. Probably after the holidays. I think it's gonna be our last our last hurrah yeah. with Prime. But yeah, no, no, I just. After Stadia and seeing how it's just... And all the reviews, Stadia? Oh, boy. Have you been reading those reviews? I'm telling you, man. Some of these... Some of the top-notch, you know, top-dog content creators... Mm -hmm. They are... They are sharing their opinions. And it's making... It's really devaluing it. I think, you know, maybe in a year it might be pretty good. But right now... Right now, I just feel like it's... It was way too early of an investment... Overall, yeah, it was. They should have done early access, like we said before. They should have just like rolled out on smaller quantities and then like went like this whole like big launch. Yeah, but you know, maybe they... Amazon will have a good or better idea overall. Like, okay, we understand what people like. How yeah. can we interact? How can we integrate this with Twitch a lot better? Yeah. Oh, that's the thing is how they can integrate with Twitch. I think that's going to be the killer for Google's because Google. I mean, they have YouTube Gaming, but it's almost like they're yeah. scared to talk about YouTube gaming. They are. Like, wait, why not somehow put this, you know, embed all this into some sort of YouTube gaming to make it better? And I just don't think so. But, you know, Amazon likes throwing money at Twitch. So maybe there's some sort of, you know, integration that we don't know about. It'll be interesting to, interesting to see, but still probably just not for me. I'm not going to mess with it anymore. Just like, I'm done. I'm done yeah. with it. Yeah, for uh. sure. Let's look at the free stuff this week. Guys, only one free thing this week. Give the Epic Store until the 28th of November. That's right, Thanksgiving. You can get Bad North, which is supposed to be a really good but hard game. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the end of year, guys. End of year. So, prepare for less news and less game releases. It's going to be a really, really rough time. But, hey, do this early. That's it for all the news this week, guys. We'll be back next week with more news desks. Take care. All right, friends. This is the segment of the show in which we take a letter or a note from an awesome gamer out there in the universe, and we discuss their question or topic. 
well, sometimes we get astray, but most of the time we do kind of discuss it. So let's just check it out. Uh, this one, nobody gave a name for this one, but thank you, no-name person who sent this question in. This question is for Jesse and Jeremy. I like that you included me. I appreciate it. How early is too early to announce and promote a new video game? This is coming from, you know, EA announcing Dragon Age 4 last year or, you know, at the Game Awards last year. Uh, even though now they're saying it's going to potentially be 2022 before we see this game. Uh, another example is Bethesda and Elder Scrolls 6. And this week EA said they are starting to work on some sort of new Mass Effect project. So, again, how early is too early to announce and promote a video game? Jesse, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Huh, let me see. Is there any kind of like gameplay of the game? No? Then it's too damn early. I'm looking at you, Bethesda, for Elder Scrolls 6. How dare you taunt me that game and not show me any kind of gameplay besides like, oh, look at this roaring fill of wheat. If all you got is a little like take like a little like thing for your title your game on, it's too early. You can go like, oh by the way, we're working on Elder Scrolls 6. You'll still get hyped for it. You don't gotta be like, anyway, here to look at our new game. And there's nothing to it? No. I would say you can announce it when you have some gameplay to it, finally. I, I hate watching these trailers with no gameplay. And it has nothing to do with any kind of in-game footage or, like, it just feels out of context. That's me personally saying this, you know. Um, with Dragon Age saying now it's 2022, I mean, yeah, they said it. We didn't get a good look at it yet. I would say, like, announce it when you actually have, like, I don't know, some work in the game, like, this is what the character look like. This is what like stuff look like. Not as a field of wheat, Bethesda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not looking. I'm not getting hyped over a field of wheat. I'm getting hyped over seeing like characters and actually gameplay movement. Like, show me a gameplay trailer a little bit. You can announce it earlier. Like, oh, by the way, we're gonna be showing off a little like something, something of this game during like the game awards. Cool. I'll look forward to that. But don't do it when you have nothing on the table. If your coders haven't even started the game, don't even announce it. But that's my two cents. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings on this. Some are good, some are bad. Some are positive, some are negative. And I don't understand the full idea of marketing. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know the strategies that these business, you know, these marketing teams from these publishing companies and development companies. I don't know what they go through and how they set timelines. I'm not even even think that I understand that completely because I've never been part of that in the industry. But from a fan, I like to be teased, but you're right. I needed to be teased more than just uh, a field of wheat and Elder Scrolls Six. I need more than that. I at least want a working title. You know, I at least want Elder Scrolls Skyrim, you know, or, you know, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. I want at least a title to kind of, you know, give me something, okay, well, that that sounds pretty cool. It's solidified once you have that. Um, I don't even think, though, Dragon Age 4, I don't even think they've given it a name. It's just Dragon Age 4, right? It's you Dragon know? Age 4 now, yeah. And, like, Elder Scrolls. It's Elder Scrolls 6. So there's not even a, a name. So that kind of, if you don't even have a name for your, your game, like, if you haven't got the, the title for it, 
then I think that's kind of too early. Um, also, you know, like the Dragon Age 4 thing, that was just previous, it was just in the past, you know, several weeks where they kind of, you know, let people know that in, in kind of a non, you know, straight direct manner that it's going to probably look to 2022 before it's going to be out in front of us. Dragon Age 4, 2022. That means they would have been working on this game by that time it came out for, what, seven years? That's a long that's, time. You know, that time, that's, it better be a freaking good game, but... That's but an entire generation. Back, yeah. You know, that, that means that they will be dropping that potentially two years into the next generation. So, what's the, you know, the life lifespan of a generation right now is probably, what, like six years or so? So, mm-hmm. I, I get it, but I think it's too early um, I, and I agree. I like the way you say it. You know, if you don't have gameplay to show, you know, if all you have is just some basic animation and some music in the background with the title flashing on your screen, I think it's yeah. too early. You know, and I know they do it to create hype and generate hype, but mm-hmm. it also could potentially, for me, breed disappointment. You know, now, you, that's, well, as I say this or not, I got to remember one thing too. E3 last year, remember they announced? At EA conference, uh, which one? They announced Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and then we saw gameplay at the VGAs. Yeah. So, would you say that's would you say that's a little too early for them announced? I thought it was way too early for them announced like anything at E3. But the yeah. VGAs, I saw the trailer like, okay, I'm hyped for this now. Well, I thought they announced it at game at the game awards a couple years ago like two years ago today i thought they announced it or two no, years ago this year it was like uh, this whole nonchalant thing like oh uh we're yeah, working on star so, wars Jedi Fallen Order. yeah and then, so the i remember that so the lead of um Respawn, oh gosh was. yeah um stig whatever his name i forget his last it's not larson is it is that his name is it same larson stig i, I was saying yeah uh, anyway um, Stig is his first name. That's all I remember. <laughs> Stig. Uh, Stig, Stig. Or, yeah. Um, so he announced a couple years ago, just nonchalantly, like, we're letting you guys know we are officially working on um, a Star Wars game. We'll have something very soon. And they did. Like, they mm-hmm. had something within, a you know, within, like, six months to show us. Um, and not just something, like a title, gameplay. We saw you know, gameplay. We saw yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I, and that tells me that, okay, that was that was good. They had that in time, which was perfect. Like, they had it planned out, and I think that worked out. But again, it just it just really, it frustrates me. And then it's like, it come back around, like, a year later, oh, yeah, they did announce that. Wait, what? They're still not ready? Uh, and it's just frustration to me because, you know, I'm a fan of Dragon Age. I love the, you know, all the way through Inquisition. I think it's fantastic. But, you know, just not to be able to, to play those games and even see something is it, it disappoints me in a sense, and it frustrates me a little bit. Uh, you know, like, and then a couple weeks ago, they did the whole thing with EA, and they were like, yes, we're working on a new Mass Effect. Great, mm-hmm. fantastic, but wait a minute. What do you mean you're working on a new Mass Effect when you are still all of a sudden switching to Anthem, and you're trying to reboot Anthem, or you're trying to recreate that game and trying to save it, it's on life support. And then, oh, but, but wait a minute. Now you're trying to push Dragon Age 4 back to 2022, which that starts to, when, when things start to delay like that, like, when, oh, yeah, 2022, that makes me think that something's up. Yeah. And then, of course, it, it as a consumer, it leads me to doubt that, oh, man, they don't have a clue what they're doing or want to do with this Dragon Age 4. Then why did they announce it? Exactly. And that's the frustration for me. I think the whole fact that we're being teased. Yeah. 
And as much as they call it teasers, I just, do, I just like to see a trailer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, don't give me a little, like, like I'm making, like, a roast beef, like, this whole, like, roast beef take, like, eight hours to make. Like, okay, that's going to tease the frick out of me because I'm, like, thinking that roast beef all day long. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when I started seeing the roast beef get brown, I was like, oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, <laughs> that. When you I see gameplay, when the roast beef comes brown, you can then tell me what's in the oven, you know? Yeah. Don't I don't know, like, I oh, I'm going to make this. Yeah. I think there is a point, though. I would, okay, so fairly a, a, a time frame, I would think a year out. A year out sounds great versus, I I'm going to point our name here, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I think a year out to start giving us the real trailers, and then maybe a year and a half out to start showing us like teasers and letting us kind of start thinking, letting the hype start. But yeah. some of these games like 2020, 2022, now we're what? They announced they announced Dragon Age 4 at the Game Awards last year. So that'll have been four years before we potentially see this game. That's way too early. Like that's, you know, and even Elder Scrolls, even Elder Scrolls 6, there's rumor that's not even going to be out until 2021, maybe 2022. And they announced it last year as well. So it's, mm-hmm. or this year, sorry, at E3, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So three years. I just think that's way too long. But I get it. I get their, they have a plan. And I don't, you know, that's just coming from me as a fan. Um, I'm sure my mind would change if I was, if I was actually involved in the marketing and the laying out of the game. But yeah, no, so that's great, I, I, I don't want to be teased anymore. Stop teasing me. Tell me when it's almost fucking ready, okay? <laughs> or say, hey, we've been working on this game, and guess what? Tonight at midnight, we're releasing it. I that's really cool. That rarely that's going to happen so, all on the point on the twelfth. You know that, right? <laughs> but that that's I think that's kind of cool though. Uh, yeah. No. Um, but no, so that's a good question. I think that's a worthy question of our time yeah. and, and the modern consumer's time for video games is how early is too early to announce and promote a game? And, you know, what does that does that hurt? You know, I guess to them, not, it never hurts to talk about it too early. But then four years rolls around and like, uh, why don't we have a game? Kingdom Hearts? You know? They don't give me sore neck. Why don't we have a game, Obsidian? You know, things like that. You know, yeah. it's, it's so, but I get it. I get it. But no, that's a good question. Thank you, person, for writing in and asking us how early is too early to announce a game. Uh, we appreciate it. And up next, we have Jesse with... Actually, no, we have both of us. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, I got we're confused. both doing it. Yay. We're, 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 <laughs> we're both here. <laughs> we're both part of this. for the last part of the episode here, we each week like to talk about video games and the ones we're playing in a segment we like to call what is tickling our funny bits jesse what is tickling your funny bits this week well okay so let's start with my crack right now which is pokemon i'm playing the hell of that i'm addicted to raid battling i'll admit that i like i start my game up i advance a little farther and then i just look for raids for the rest of the freaking day i'm like okay is everybody over here okay level three nice get some candy and I've been enjoying the hell of that game. Oh my god, like that game has now been sucking my life in. I'm just thinking about constantly like, okay, if I get like this Pokemon for Raid Battle, I'll be super set. Because then it's like high stats and stuff like that. And it has so much more than I thought they did. They added a new form of Shiny, which I'm like, okay. So a Shiny's like 1 in, I think, 10,000 chance to get. So, 
Now there's another form of shiny, but our square shiny, so when you put a Pokemon out, you're gonna see square particles pop out of the Pokemon. So yeah, that adds another like variety level and also the grind. As well as I finally uh played Shamu 3 and you know like there's you know the games that should be stuck back in time because they were better back then? Yeah. Shamu 3 should have been stuck back there. Mm. It's just in our current age of like especially in the investigation games, there's like nothing really that says, man, this is a good game to me anymore. It's like, man, this game's a time waster. And it's a big time waster. Yeah. And I've been reading reviews about it too. It's like, yeah, it's like it's better back in like to like a nostalgia trip, I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, but at least they kept the shitty voice acting, so that's always great. <laughs> as well as I'm playing Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, I'll I'll save my time for when you're talking about it, Jeremy. Jeremy, what have you been playing? Uh, one game and one game only, and that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, I wanted to finish <laughs> it. Every time I would put it down to you know look at something else, I'd be like, no, 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 no. no. Go back. Let, let's let's just do a little bit more and a little bit more. And I love the game. I thought the game was really good. I am so happy that I think that we have finally found somewhat of the starting of a good formula for new Star Wars games. I'm really hoping EA will let Respawn do some more. I, I loved it. I would love to see some more content, some more you know bonus content. The story was great. The visuals were great. The music was super good. I think the character creation was really good. Uh, there was, you know, there were some glitchy parts of it. Every now and then, you'd find a character, you know, that would spin around once you killed it, you know, or hair was like waving kind of funny or something like that. But all in all, I think the game was really good. I want to play more of it. I ended up playing on just the story mode because I wanted to experience the story because I love Star mm -hmm. Wars and I really didn't want to dodge the whole time and I didn't want to have to develop all those tactics. Um, I did. Uh, dabble in a little bit higher ranking and I found it to be a lot more challenging especially parrying it was a lot more challenging but I, th I think it was good uh, again it's probably tied up there for my game of the year with Outer Worlds and I couldn't stop playing it I think it took me probably uh, I'm going to say 20 hours to beat 22 mm -hmm. maybe but I spent a lot of time actually off stream playing it uh, and I spent a lot of time exploring I would just turn on some music and just explore. Uh, and then zone out, just like yeah. around the whole place. That's it, yeah. I would just explore around the whole place. Uh, one of the things is when you save in the game, it respawns enemies, you know, like Dark Souls. Just like Dark Souls, I'm happy with that. I was like, oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, but because of that, you know, you gain experience rather fast um, to do that. Especially in story mode, I think I got all but maybe three talents, which mm -hmm. is... I mean, it's, it gets super easy to start getting talents if you reset the, the spawn points. And it also restocks your stim packs, too. So depending on how many stim packs you have, um, it does restock your stim packs. So, so there is a trade-off. You know, it gives you, it heals you completely. It gives you your full maximum stim packs, but it also respawns enemies. So it's a nice little trade-off. Um, I honestly, I liked going back and forth. I thought it was really cool to be compacted into, you know, several planets, which, you know, I like that with, you know, Knights of the Old Republic was kind of like that. There were, you know, a handful of planets that you would go to. So I really liked it. I thought it was great. And that's pretty much all I have been playing. 
that's that's it. Uh, I did pick up Pokemon for the first five minutes this morning, and then five minutes. Yeah, I got my backpack and hat and left the house. Uh, that's all you did. Okay. So no spoilers. That's literally what happens in the first like five minutes of the game. <laughs> oh, what does? I didn't know that. Oh crap! God. <laughs> so that's that's what happens in every Pokemon game. So I'm not spoiling anything there. Yeah, yeah I got my shoes on. I walk out of the house. That's it. Yeah. I, I will say my son has probably already put. I'm gonna say forty hours into Pokemon. <laughs> He is what a, just what a freaking! I, I'm proud of him, but also, <laughs> dear God, yeah, what a uh, child. <laughs> he is well. I mean, and this is on top. You know, he just he just plays probably not yeah. forty hours. That's probably an exaggeration. Probably closer to thirty or so, which still is a lot. But I'm fine with that. He's a huge Pokemon fan, and you know what? He's playing with his buddies. Uh, his buddies gathered around the table the other day and played together. Um, on great battles. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, he's interacting with people and stuff. So I'm fine. Um, but yeah, he's already got several. I looked at his, some. I looked at his Pokedex yesterday, and he's already got some characters like eighty four. I'm like, what the heck, man? What? How are you doing this? He's like, oh, I just found some really good spots and just farmed. I'm like, what? Oh, oh I just been doing raid so, battles and getting candies. Don't mind yeah. me. Like, yeah, yeah. He just. I guess he found a loop that him and his buddies just got caught in loops and started playing. But anyway, so I'm gonna pick that up this weekend and and probably put a couple weeks into it. Um, and then you're gonna join for raid battles, so we can go do raid battles. Yeah, and get yeah, no. Yes, I'll yes. Definitely do it. But then I've got a, I've got some other games I want to start playing. I really want to do a playthrough of Persona Five. I've never done it, and I've always wanted to start it, but I've never done it. And then I want to play Disco Elysium, so my next game might be Disco Elysium. I don't know, uh, but yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is tickling my funny bits all right now. What about game releases for this upcoming week? Oh boy, you want to know the game releases for the week of November twenty fifth? Yes. Let me tell you what's there. Hang on, I get the list. Oh, that's right. There's nothing. There is nothing coming out this week. Nothing. Welcome to our drought. Yeah. It's We're Christmas. Have, no, it's, it's, it's Thanksgiving Christmas, you know. You know what? It's going to be Black Friday. There are going to be good deals everywhere. Pick up a lot of the games. Currently going to be on sale. Um, I did some research for you guys a little bit. Uh, Target's going to have a $30 Switch games deal. So we don't have like a Mario or Zelda Go there and pick up a few games there. Um, a lot of players are going to have Call of Duty on Super Sale. Um, or if you want something really, really shitty, uh, you can definitely pick up WWE 2K20, because I hear it as a glitch <laughs> fest. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's some deals going on. So, no, just this week, don't bother getting new games. Stock up on the old ones you don't have yet. This yeah. is a great day to fill your backlog. Yeah, complete my backlog. That's going to be mine. Is to kind of yeah. complete my backlog for sure. Yeah. Or start like a brand new backlog of 40 more games. Oh, yeah. There you go. <sighs> but, yeah, that's all I had for new releases this week. So, whoopee, welcome to the start of the end. All righty, it's that time again to sell out and round out the podcast here. This is the time in which we explain where you can find us across the internet. Jesse, where can you find yourself on the you, internet? Yeah, okay. You can come find me at mr.com slash tapper where we're playing games every day. We're going to play, play a lot of Pokemon. Let's face it, that game is addicting. You can come find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash tapper where I post more regularly. Come on me, instagram.com slash Tapper, I guess, and yeah, I think that's gonna be a journey. Where can we find your sexy face at? Yeah, guys, you can find me across the internet. I stream several times a week on mixer.com slash skyrobi. That's 
S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. I also throw some content on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Skyroby. That's at M-R-S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. And that does it for our time this week, folks. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Raiders Podcast is to deliver our unique perspective into the amazing world of video games with random musings and discussions. And until we see you again, enjoy your games. Enjoy your games.